Brought to you by BetUS.com. Life is back on sports bettors, and BetUS has your MLB, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BetUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code DSP125 or 200% bonuses using crypto with the promo code DSP200. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. BetUS. You bet. You win. You get paid. BetUS.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the... Texas A&M Aggies Daily Blitz. I'm your host, Tim Ham. Welcome into another episode for today, Tuesday, September 14th. I apologize for missing a few days with you. I had, had some other work stuff going on and covering the Rangers, Texas Rangers, and covering a couple of NFL teams. I was pretty tied up there for a while, but we're going to get right back into the Aggies. Uh, as Lots of stuff, really, to talk about. The Colorado game. Uh, the upcoming New Mexico game. What are y'all thinking about Colorado now? After, or I'm sorry, uh, Arkansas. After seeing Arkansas whoop up on the Longhorns like that, just a lot of stuff we could get into. Um, and I uh, wanted to talk mainly today. So we get some production music here for you. Want to talk mainly today about that Colorado game and some of the things that may have gone right, may have gone wrong, and. Uh, you know, specifically the injury to Haynes King. Uh, don't know how y'all feel about that at this point. You know, going into the season, we were told Haynes King and Zach Calzada were kind of one and two, just right there, both fighting for the starting job all spring, all fall. Uh, after Mond left for uh, the NFL. And I don't know about y'all, I mean, but I was kind of led to believe they're the same guy. Haynes King being a little bit more mobile. Uh, a little bit more able to use his feet and extend plays, keep the defense kind of on their heels. And that Calzado was kind of the guy with the rocket arm that could thread the needle with passes, and that was really the biggest and only difference in their game, uh, according to Daryl Dickey and Jimbo Fisher. So, you know, again, it makes logical sense that uh, the one they're going to go with, especially with a young offensive line, a pretty much totally revamped offensive line, um, with the exception of Green, you know, it makes sense they're going to pick King, who can move the pocket and and run the ball, with, you know, and use his feet to extend plays. Like I said, you know, with that young offensive line, so it makes sense that that's the guy they would go with. So then we get the Kent State game, first game. I get it. It's not like the NFL; you don't have preseason, you don't really have games. You've got some scrimmages and stuff. You don't have games. Super, super slow start for King and the entire offense in that game. Really didn't get anything going. You're trailing, uh, or you're leading at the half, 10 to ten to 3 is it. And, uh, of course, it wasn't the third quarter, second half till they exploded offensively. The defense really stepped up a little bit, too, to get them some short fields there. I was not impressed with the offense or Haynes King, to be quite honest with you, in that Kent State game. He threw the three picks. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, he threw two touchdowns to 21 of 33 for 292, two touchdowns, three picks versus Kent State. But, man, this was Kent State. 
They're not a big-time defense. They're not a big-time school. I mean, I was just not impressed. But you know what? I'll give it to them because, you know, game one, first game jitters, I get it. I get it. Full full pardon, full excuse for your performance, Haynes, uh, in that game. And you know what? It ended up being a big win on the scoreboard. If someone didn't watch the game, they'd have had no clue that, that the offense struggled at all other than looking at the stat sheet and seeing the three picks. Now we move to the Colorado game. And we had, excuse me, we had much of the same as you are down at the half, seven to three. Um, and you are down almost the entire game until that last drive, the Spiller touchdown. Um, but I saw a lot of the same stuff even at, before King went down. I just wasn't impressed with his throw. I mean, he only threw two passes, completed one. Just not impressed with his offense so far. Um, and then, of course, Calzada comes in. It's, you know, your, your immediate reaction is, eh, they're the same guy. So what? They can both run the offense. They Calzada's got the arm. They'll, you know, probably won't even change the game plan at all, you know, unless they've got some running plays for the quarterback. They'll probably take those out. Although we did see Calzada run a few times, and he didn't look terrible. He didn't look quite as smooth and fluid as, as King, but... You know, I mean, he's a, he's a kid. He's a young kid. Jeez, he's a sophomore in college. He should be able to run a little bit. Good grief. Um, But, man, I, I tell you what, this offense has just sputtered. The offense is what worries me. I'm concerned. Um, I'm concerned that either one of these guys, quite honestly, are the guy uh, for the future for the next three years, two to three years. Um. Not not all is lost, Aggies fans. Not all is lost. This wasn't just a, a terrible thing that happened uh, to the Aggies against Colorado. First of all, because you got the win. You ended up getting the win. And I think Colorado's a pretty good team out there in that Pac-12, to be quite honest. They're a much better opponent than Kent State was, obviously. They're probably a better opponent. They're a better opponent than New Mexico is going to be next week. And you've got New Mexico at Kyle Field. Uh, again, Colorado, you played in Denver. You're a mile high. The altitude gets to everybody. The Aggies are not used to that. So, again, a little bit of a pardon on the performance and some of the stuff that was happening there. But one of the biggest takeaways you can take from this is, number one, Calzada got to play almost an entire game as quarterback. So he's got that under his belt. He's got that experience, that start. The nerves are out. The butterflies should be gone for New Mexico. And if you haven't heard, and I don't know why you wouldn't have heard, uh, Haynes King is going to be out for the foreseeable future with a uh, fractured ankle. So he's done. Uh, surely past Alabama. Probably won't see him till South Carolina or Auburn. And I wonder truly if Calzada's playing well and this offense is, is rolling, if he'll be back at all as the number one guy. Um, that'd be a great problem to have, wouldn't it? Uh, I'd take it. But, uh, you know, Calzada's got got the experience now of that first game. He's, he's run the offense. He's called audibles. He's read the defense for Colorado. They're going home to play New Mexico next week. I don't foresee any issues with New Mexico. And we'll do our opponent preview, getting to know the enemy uh, a little bit later in the week for you guys. 
Um, but I just think one of the biggest takeaways you can take from this is that Calzada got the experience and the entire team got to be a part of a, of that stressful clutch time game situation like that, being behind at the end of the game, including the defense. This was good for the defense. We're going to get into the defense here in just a second. But I think it was good for that entire team, the entire offense, the defense, to be in that tight game that come from behind situation. Because you know what happens to teams? Look at Ohio State. Look what happens to teams when you just blow your opponent out every week and then you're in a tight struggle with a good opponent with a good against a good team you don't know how to react you don't know how to act those players have never been in that situation or they've been in that situation very few times it's not good for them and i mean look what happened to ohio state against oregon this past weekend so i think it's good that that team got some of that out of the way they, they got to be in a tight game um including the defense they got to step up so you know, our first reason why not all is lost and that this might have been a good thing is there you go. The offense got to play some clutch time. Calzada got to be the quarterback. Um, you, he's got that game-winning touchdown drive and that game-winning touchdown pass. And make no mistake, as miserable as he played for the majority of that game, that touchdown pass to Spiller was on target. That was a clutch throw. That was a great throw by Zach to Spiller, and just as good a catch as he was backpedaling towards the sideline there in the end zone. Just a great catch by Spiller as well. Great drive, great throw, great great catch. That offensive line, for the most part, held up pretty well. Now, they've got that experience of having that stress of a close game, needing to protect their quarterback, who's not a mobile quarterback now. You didn't have King in. So I think big-time, big-time performance by the offensive line um, in, in all of that. So... Yes, first reason why not all is lost, and one of the positives we can take away is that experience now that they have as a team and as a quarterback in that situation. Uh, the second thing I would like to look at and point out um, is the defense, as we can move now on to the defense, because who won the game for the Aggies? Is the defense, wasn't it? Absolutely. Uh, and when you think about the way the the offense played, the chances, I mean, the the uh, field position that they were giving Colorado from time to time. Um, but the, the defense just, just held strong. And, man, this is a good, good defense. I'm, I'm highly impressed with this defense. We knew they were going to be good going in. Uh, they've got some just outstanding, outstanding defensive players. Peavy had a couple of tackles for a loss. Hansford, White, all tackles for losses. Uh, Leon O'Neill Jr., all over the field. Uh, Leal, Peavy, Johnson, dude, just Damani Richardson. These guys were just all over the place. And uh, it gives you confidence, even with the lack of this offense, going through the through the schedule, especially against New Mexico. But, you know, I don't know if you guys had looked at the team stats or not. Uh, defensively, do you realize that defense only allowed 89 yards passing for the Buffaloes? Just amazing. Um, four of 14 on, thirds da- on third downs for the Buffaloes. They went for it twice on fourth down. They were stuffed both times. 
Um, 3.6 yards per pass. Uh, and one, the one pick, of course. Um, but, you know, the ground game was sputtered quite a bit, too. I mean, for the Aggies only had 97 yards rushing to 288 passing. A lot of that goes goes on Calzada uh, for the success in the passing game there late. That last drive really was, was a lot of yards for him. Um, but, you know, in a college game where rushing is, is king, um, the Aggies only allowed 171 yards rushing to the 89 passing. So 260 total yards for the Aggies defense against Colorado. To me, that's quite impressive. And that gives me reason to believe that this thing might not be broken going forward, that we might not be lost, that uh, the, the Aggies might be okay moving forward. We'll know a little more against Mexico there at Kyle Field. This game should be a blowout. I'm not going to lie. They need a good start. Calzada needs a good quick start. He needs a touchdown drive within the first couple of drives of the game just for its confidence. The defense needs to hold. And there's no reason to think they will, that they won't, that they'll give anything up against the New Mexico. I don't mean that they'll shut them out or anything, but, you know, give up any big plays by the New Mexico offense. My concerns moving forward past Mexico is going to be Arkansas. I don't know if you guys watched that uh, Longhorns Razorbacks game the other night, but good God, I was impressed with Arkansas. I never saw that coming. I'm not a Texas fan, of course. Uh, number 15 team in the country at the time. I was kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt. Oh, well, everybody else thinks they're good, so they should be pretty good. But uh, I'm sorry, Hudson Card is not a good quarterback in college football. Um, and uh, they went with uh, the next guy's name escapes me, but he's your guy. He'll be their guy uh, for the rest of the season. But man, Arkansas, KJ Jefferson, that dude's a stud. And the Aggies are going to have their hands full there at AT&T Stadium on the 25th of September. I will be there covering the game. Don't be mad at me. I'm actually going on a Arkansas Razorbacks press credential because I also write for that that page, too, on Sports Illustrated. But uh, in, internally, I'll be cheering for the Aggies for sure as much as I can in the press box. But uh, So that game is going to concern me, and I think that the Arkansas game now with that potent offense, that's going to be a true test of what we expect from Alabama. Um, who just continues to roll. Why wouldn't they? They're Alabama. But uh, let's think the good thought for Haynes King, and let's all think the good thought for the Texas A&M uh, offense and uh, Zach Calzada, that he can get this thing under under control and that we have reason to be excited uh, moving forward. So that's going to do it for today. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you to BetUS.com. Make sure you log into BetUS.com. Use the promo code DSP125 for that bonus play. Um, and yeah, we'll uh, be back tomorrow. We may do the preview of New Mexico tomorrow unless something else comes up. But that's going to do it for today. Appreciate y'all watching YouTube. Please like, subscribe, leave some comments, rate us on your favorite podcast app. And until tomorrow, we'll see you.